Good day, brothers and sisters, and welcome to another edition of Centurion Faith, the podcast that helps the believer in Jesus Christ to seek the kind of faith that makes him marvel. I haven't done a podcast in a while. I think it's been like uh, maybe 11 days or so, and I've really been just kind of reflecting and praying and uh, just asking the Lord what direction to take with this podcast. There's so much going on in this world right now, and there's just so much that's... Um, rising up we're seeing just such a a rise in wickedness like we never could have imagined and um it's it's been been hard to even comprehend as a believer what's going on so i've just been in in prayer and just in a lot of contemplation with the lord seeking the lord and asking him where he wants me to go uh with these future podcasts and you know, as we see the day approaching, the day of the Lord approaching, we're just seeing, uh, as it says in Second uh, Thessalonians, that whole book is a very short book, but a powerful book for these latter days. And it just says, um, there's so many good scriptures in here, but in Second Thessalonians 2.11, um, it talks about how people today are under a strong delusion because they believed a lie and they refuse to believe the truth and it says that that for this cause god shall send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie that they all might be damned who believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness but we are bound to give thanks always for you brother uh, in the lord because god has from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief in the truth and that truth is Jesus Christ. There's only one sin that can separate a man uh, from God, one, one unforgivable, unpardonable sin, and that's not putting faith in Jesus Christ, re refusing God's payment, his son, the payment for sin that was made by Jesus Christ. That's the only thing that God, the only unforgivable sin, the only sin that sends us to hell ultimately is not believing in God's Son, Jesus Christ, who said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So we know what God, the one true God, looks like because he sent his Son to reveal him. The Son is the brightness of his glory and the exact representation of his being. Colossians 1, 15. So in these latter days, we're just seeing um, evil men, it says in the Bible, uh, waxing worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. That's in 2 Timothy. I'm going to read that scripture. It's, it's powerful. Let's see if I can find it here. It says in the last days in 2 Timothy uh, 3, it's a whole chapter about Know this, that in the last days perilous times shall come. This is uh, 2 Timothy 3. I'll read, read the whole chapter. Men shall be lovers of themselves, covetousness, boasters, proud. Think of we're in pride month right now. Proud, blasphemers of God, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Can someone say drag queens? Oh, God, have mercy on us. It says, without natural affection, right? Affection of a man to a woman. Truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Traitors, heady, high-minded. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. 
having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. Turn away from these people, the Bible says. A form of godliness, meaning they're saying, oh, we're, we're, we're just free to do what's right. And it's, a, it's absolutely amazing. But it goes on to just talk about people that, as Romans, the first chapter of Romans says, have been in, uh, God has given them over to a reprobate mind. And I believe that's Romans like eight one eighteen. And these people are obviously just reprobate now. They're going after our children. They're doing things that are just unholy and ungodly. And really the apple of God's eye are children. Uh, and, and the devil hates, not only hates us, he hates you and me, but he really is trying to hurt God by going after ch little children and all this and trying to trans transgender them. So um, that's what, what's inspired me to do this message. I'm just going to read, though. It says in, in uh, 2 Timothy 3.13, evil men and seducers, think of this with all this creepy stuff going on, evil men and seducers will wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. The people that are purporting all this stuff are deceived themselves. That's why they can't even see what they're doing. They're just totally deceived. And we know who, who the, the deceiver is. It's Satan himself. He's the father of all lies, John 8, 44. Jesus calls him that. He's, he's a liar from the beginning, and he's the father of lies. And Jesus, his father, is the father of truth. And Jesus himself is that truth embodied. So you're either today following the truth or you're following a lie you're either going after god going after good through jesus christ or you're going after evil you're either in darkness or you're in light and that's all there is to it but i wanted to talk to you today my message is called my trans experience my trans experience because we're seeing all this trans stuff which has got to go and it will be eventually burned up and put away forever this um whole transgender thing is just from the pit of hell people are tired of it even a lot of people in the gay community are tired of it which what does that tell you and just getting sick and perverted and a lot of people that were more progressive more left-leaning more liberal uh are, are now saying man i didn't sign up for this and so a lot of people that are left or you know that are have been on the left or moving towards the center. And I hope eventually we'll move towards Jesus Christ. Ultimately, you're either saved or unsaved. You're either bound for heaven or bound for hell. It's one or the other. So my message today, I wanted to just tell you a little bit about my experience and I call it my trans experience. I was a transgressor. I had transgressed God's laws. And you know, when I came to the end of myself, in, uh, February 2nd, 2002, and I really had nowhere to go. I had I was basically bound by my own sin. I was in a prison of my own making by my lifestyle, my sinful lifestyle, which I was born into. I just, by nature, I was, the Bible says, was a child of wrath and lived a life that, you know, on the outside, I, I'd smile at you, but then I'd, you know, sleep with your girlfriend or do something just completely ungodly. And so I took, you know, gifts that God had given me and I used them for my purpose and for my pleasure and for my enjoyment. And I did it with a smile on my face. I'd shake your hand and take your watch. But God had mercy on me. And when I came to the end of myself in February 2nd, 2002 at 5.55 in the morning, 
when I came to the end of myself and I realized I was a transgressor, I realized Romans 3, 2, 3, it had become a reality in my life. I didn't know that scripture, but it said all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But it goes on to say, but all are justified freely by his grace that's in Christ Jesus. I was a transgressor, and that's what we see today. A transgressor is just somebody who's bound in sin, who has a born, that's every one of us who's ever born of a woman except Jesus Christ. Every one of us is born with the sin nature that we inherited from Adam. Proverbs 29, 16 is a great scripture that shows what's going on, especially during this Pride Month. It says, when the wicked are multiplied, right? We're seeing this. Uh, Proverbs 29, 16, when the wicked are multiplied, transgression increases. There's that word trans. Transgression increases, but the righteous shall see their fall. We're going to see that God is coming back. Jesus is coming back. And when he comes back, um, he he is coming back this time, not with the flood as in the days of Noah, but with fire to burn up all this unrighteousness. And my main goal is to get people on the ark, and that ark is Christ, because this time it's not the earth is not going to be destroyed by water, but by fire. And we are seeing, as the scripture says, the wicked multiplied and transgression increasing. And that same transgression increased in me to a point where I wanted to end my life. I was just so trapped in my sinful lifestyle and so unhappy, all the things that I went after all the the um, sex, drugs, and rock and roll had just taken its toll on me through disease, through addiction, and just through transgression, through sin, living to that sin nature to the point where it leads you to death. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. That's Romans six twenty three. So when I saw that I was a transgressor, I was then, tra- I called out on the name of the Lord. Anyone who calls on the name of the Lord Jesus will be saved, it says in Romans ten thirteen. And from my heart, I cried out to the Lord, Jesus, if you're real, you've got to be real to me now. In my heart, not with my mouth, because Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, with the heart man believes and is made righteous. And then with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. And that's exactly what happened to me at 5.55 in the morning, February 2nd, 2002. I was transitioned by calling out to Jesus. I was a transgressor who was transitioned because of a transaction and I was transformed and then and eventually will be translated. I'm giving you a little sneak preview of my message today. That's exactly what happened to me. That's my trans experience. I was a transgressor. I had transgressed God's laws. I had unknowingly too and unwittingly. And because of that, God had mercy on me because I unknowingly and unwittingly transgressed his, his laws all my life for almost 35 years. But he had mercy on me because of my ignorance. And when I called on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, Jesus spoke to me and he When I said, Jesus, if you're real, you need to be real to me right now. And he spoke to me two words in my heart, louder than words, not an audible voice, but a voice loud in my heart. His spirit speaking to my spirit said these two words, two of the shortest words in the English language. He said, I am. And I didn't know what that meant, but I knew when he spoke that to me and his Holy Spirit came on me and rose up in me that I was 
that I was born again. I, I know now what happened, but at the time, I just felt like a piano had been lifted off my back. And the strangulation that was taking place in my life, the spiritual strangulation that the devil was doing to me, his hands were released off my throat, off my jugular. The piano was lifted off my back. And my sin was taken away by Jesus Christ. And his life, his resurrection life came into me. That's the best way I can describe it. I, trans, I translated from the kingdom of darkness, the Bible says in, in Colossians 1.13, and I was translated into the kingdom of his dear son. It was a spiritual translation. I was transitioned over from death to life because of a transaction, the transaction that took place on the cross in 2 Corinthians 5.21. It talks of this transaction. It says, he that knew no sin, that's Jesus. He did not have a sin nature like me, but he who knew no sin, he became sin for me so that in him I might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So he took what I deserved and he gave me what he deserved. He took my sin and he gave me his son. It was a transaction that took place on the cross. Christ redeemed me from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for me. For it is written, cursed is anyone who hangs on a tree. So that the blessings of Abraham might come upon unbelievers through Jesus Christ and we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Isn't that amazing? That's Galatians 3, 13 and 14. He was cursed. There was a transaction that took place on the cross. He took my sin he took that sin. He shed his blood for the remission of my sins, Hebrews 9.22. He took that sin into his, that very nature that produced the sin. He became that, it says in 2 Corinthians 5.21. It was a transaction, a spiritual transaction that was pleasing to the Father. God gave his life for me as a ransom so that I could go free. He let Barabbas go. Barabbas the criminal that was let go in the judgment court of Pilate. He let, he let Barabbas go to the people, the worst murderer, the worst trans, the worst transgressor that people knew at that time was let go. Barabbas, that name Barabbas, by the way, is amazing. Bar means son of, like Simon Bar Jonah, Simon son of Jonah. Bar means son of, and Abba means father. <laughs> So this notorious criminal that Pilate let go, his name was Son of the Father. The Son of the Father was given as a ransom for the Son of the Father so that he could bring many sons into glory, it says in Hebrews 2. We are sons and daughters through our faith in Jesus Christ, Galatians 3, 2, 6. Oh my God, he is so awesome. My trans experience was I was a transgressor but then when I came to the end of myself, I transitioned over to the family of faith by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I was allowed to do that because of the transaction in 2 Corinthians 5.21 where he became sin for me and gave me his righteousness through his death, burial, and resurrection, his finished work. And now today I'm transformed, it says in Romans 12.2, by renewing my mind. So as I get myself in the word of God and I give my body as a living sacrifice, which is holy and pleasing to him and my reasonable act of service, 
Well, then he transforms me by renewing of my mind, Romans 12, 2, in his word and by his spirit. And one day I'll be translated as Enoch was translated and Elijah was translated. Those are the only two characters that were ever, didn't see death, but were translated. Hebrews eleven five says, Enoch walked with God all the days of his life. He lived 365 years. Think of that, 365 days. And he walked and talked with God every day. And then he was translated. <laughs> he was just walking with God for 365 years. That's a long walk. And then all of a sudden he was in heaven and God said, okay, we're here. The walk's over. He never had to taste death. That's amazing. He was translated. And it says we too were translating Colossians 1.13. I'm going to read that. If you give me a second, I'm going to look that up. Colossians 1.13. That's where another trans experience where we were translated. Uh, and this is Colossians 3.13. Uh, or I'm sorry, 1.13. And it says that uh, he delivered us from the power of darkness and he has, has, past tense, he has delivered us from the power of darkness and he has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Wow, that's exactly what happened to me. And what can happen to you or what can happen to anybody who comes to the end of themselves and brothers and sisters, with this hour that we're in, with all this wickedness on the increase, evil men waxing worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived, when we see the rise of this transgression, we know that people have to be transitioned. And it's not by cutting off their penis, cutting off their breasts, and mutilating their bodies. That is not God's way of transitioning somebody. That's the devil's way of doing a transition. It's a wicked, demonic evil transition and anybody taking part in it will have to pay and will have to see see God's judgment for that. Hebrews 11.5, and you know that this podcast is actually based on Hebrews 11.6. So I'm going to read both of them together and talk about the translation that, that happened to Enoch and that has happened to you and I as believers in Christ and will happen when Christ returns. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and he was not found because God had translated him. For before the translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God, but without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone that comes to God must not only believe that he exists, but that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So I want to close this podcast today by just admonishing you, warning you, encouraging you. Come to Christ if you haven't given your life to Christ. Maybe you stumbled upon this podcast. Maybe you want to turn it off after the first five or ten minutes. Maybe the devil said, hey, this guy's a hater. I'm not a hater. I love you so much that I'm willing to put this message out there. And if you hate me, I don't mind. I just want you to come to Christ. Maybe one day these words that I'm sharing with you will come back to you and cause you to call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. I don't want you to perish and to go into outer darkness forever where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Don't be tricked. Don't be fooled. Be transformed by God. 
Admit that you are a transgressor. This sin nature, none of us can escape. None of us. The only way to move from a sin nature and all the sin that's produced by that nature to a son nature, that nature in Christ, is to be united with him in spirit. So I beg you today, give your life to Christ. I get on my knees and I cry. And I beg you, give your life to Christ. And if you have already given your life to Christ, I ask you to just consecrate yourself to him today and and purpose in your heart to be watchful and sober and to bring as many people as you can onto the ark. And that ark is Christ. Invite people into the family of faith that they can escape this wrath that is to come for all this wickedness we see, all this transgression. Move from a transgressor to a transformer. I hope this message has blessed you. I hope you can share it with other people. Be bold and share this with other people if it's moved you. And have a very blessed and transformed day.